Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 and the start of our coverage for the Japanese Grand Prix this weekend. We'll be covering uh, qualifying and the race all across the weekend with reactions. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do. All that to come over the next two days, including the driver ratings also on Monday. But this is the preview. In the preview, what do we do? Well, well I'll tell you what we do. We go over the news of the week, which we get on to very soon. We have a look at the upgrades coming in as well as the special helmets. It's a great special helmet street this weekend. We'll also take a look at just the general practice results and make some predictions as well uh, as we head into the weekend, which looks to be quite an interesting one, as it always is around Japan. It's always quite a fun one. So, shall we get started with the news then? Yes, we shall. So, the big news of the week is surrounding one Oscar Piastri, because he has had his contract extended with McLaren until 2026. Now, this is quite a shocker, really. Now, obviously, Oscar has massively impressed in his rookie year. I don't think anyone's shocked that McLaren want to keep him. But I don't think I've... I haven't heard any rumours at all of uh, McLaren wanting to extend Piastri's uh, contract a whole year early. So his contract was scheduled to run out uh, the, at the end of next season, which put him in that big group of people who have a contract running out at the end of 2024, which could have made him very interesting. Uh, I thought maybe there was a chance that he could have ended up in the Red Bull, because him and Perez, their uh, contracts ended up at the same time. But not anymore. McLaren have got him until 2026. Great move from McLaren. Great move from Oscar Piastri. The interesting thing here now is Lando Norris's contract ends in 2025. Oscar Piastri's ends in 2026. So as much as I believe that McLaren will probably want to keep Lando as long as they want, as long as they can, and in 2025 they'll probably look to extend that contract again. As of right now, Lando is their long-term driver. And I think this year we have definitely seen within McLaren uh, that they have been favouring Lando a lot over Oscar. Lando gets all the upgrades a race early. If the two are close to each other, even if Oscar's in front, Lando gets the first pit stop call, which normally benefits him later on in the race. So I'd like to see now, with this brand new big contract under his belt, does Oscar Piastri get treated a bit more fairly in McLaren? I hope that he would into next year and at the end of this year as well. So this is great stuff for McLaren, though. Really good partnership in that team. Arguably one of the best partnerships on the grid right now. You've got a lot of teams now who have two fantastic drivers as part of their team. You know, you've got Ferrari, both their lads are really good. Carl Sainz coming into some kind of amazing purple patch right now. We've also got Mercedes having a great pairing there as well. And McLaren can add their names to that list as well. Um, other contract news, Yuki Tsunoda is reportedly set to be confirmed as the Alpha, one of the AlphaTauri drivers for 2024. The rumour goes on, though, to say that Ricardo will be announced later this year. Now, I think this is a big old mistake. Um, what's quite interesting about this is it was rumoured this at the start of the week, uh, for this Suzuka, Suzuka weekend at the Japanese Grand Prix, Yuki's home race that he'll be announced as the driver for 2024. As of right now, that hasn't happened yet, so maybe this isn't true. But personally, if it was me in charge of Alpha Tauri, I would not pick Yuki as the driver for next year. I would pick Ricardo and Lawson. Because I think Lawson is the real deal. He is incredible. He's three races in. 
dropped in halfway through a season, had some of the toughest races he's had to do, and has already achieved the best finishing position of AlphaTauri all year. He is incredibly good and will only get better. Now, I did a video on Nick DeVries when he left. It's called The Trial of Nick DeVries. It's one of my most viewed videos on the channel. Check that one out if you like. But in that, I talk about AlphaTauri rookies and AlphaTauri as a team. And I said in there that I think Yuki Snowder has been giving a lot of time to show his promise. This is his third season now in F1. And I don't think in his three years of Formula 1, he has shown anywhere near the skill that Liam Lawson has shown in his free races in Formula 1. And we often talk about AlphaTauri as this brutal team that will cut you off. And with the whole Red Bull program, we often talk about them being brutal and kind of cutting down careers a bit too early. But Yuki Tsunoda is the complete opposite of that. Yuki is very good. He's very good. But he's not that high standard. And he's still been given three years. And he might be given even more years here. I don't think Yuki's getting any better than he is right now. He's good, but he's not the great. He, I don't think he will ever be ready for a Red Bull. He's not better than Perez. I don't think so at all. He's not better than Perez. If you put him against Max, he would be destroyed. I don't see that happening in terms of Yuki Tsunoda. So I don't know why they continue to go down that path. You know, there was a point where people used to say, well, Yuki Tsunoda, he's a Honda boy. The Honda with the Japanese manufacturer, one a Japanese driver. That's why Yuki's there. They're not with Honda anymore. And Yuki's not showing the promise that he once was uh, gonna, supposed to have. Liam Lawson is, and he's right there. And if they don't grab him, someone else will. Now, the reason I'd keep Ricardo on as well, because Ricardo is proven as a good driver. Uh, I think in the two races that he's had this year, he hasn't really had the chance to prove uh, that he's still there. I think he has, uh, in Hungary, he looked very good, but got caught up in that, last, that lap one incident. Otherwise, I think he would have had a great race. In Spa, he has got... Uh, trapped in DRS trains, and then from there he hasn't really, that was his two races. Maybe when he eventually comes back, he'll be able to show us how good he is again there. But if you have Ricardo and Lawson, you have Lawson as a young driver, learning from experienced Formula 1 proven winner, and that's a great combination. I don't think Yuki's going to get any better. You may disagree with me, but I don't think Yuki is the right guy for AlphaTauri for next year. But the contract has not been announced, so maybe that is still up in the air. Uh, lots of contract news, though, because we go on to now talk about Mick Schumacher, who's currently the F1 reserve driver for Mercedes. Now, I think we talked about this last week, uh, but yeah, it's looking more and more likely that he will be driving for Alpine in the World Endurance Championship next year, which I think will be a great place for him. Uh, but the new news coming out now is if, if that was to happen, he would still be the F1 reserve driver for Mercedes and Mercedes-affiliated teams. So, yeah, good stuff for Mick, but I really am struggling to see where he would fit back into the F1 grid now if he wanted to come back, especially when we look at Williams, because Williams are still one of the teams who haven't decided who their second driver is going to be. Now, Logan Sargent is currently in that seat. His contract will end at the end of this year. And Mick Schumacher is one of the names uh, being batted around for the Williams. Apparently Toto Wolff went to bat for him for that second Williams seat, but James Fowles said no. 
Rumours now saying that uh, Williams are potentially looking at Liam Lawson if Alvatari don't uh, scoop him up, which I think would be a great position for Lawson. An Albon-Lawson partnership in a Williams I think would be fantastic. But another name to add to the pile of potential Williams drivers is the current Aston Martin reserve driver and current reigning Formula 2 champion Felipe Drogovic, who apparently has been negotiating for weeks with Williams to become their second driver next year. Uh, Logan's target performance so far in 2023 means the door is open to an F1 seat and could be slowly opening to the Brazilian Formula 2 champion. That is the headline as we read it now. Drogovic earlier this year declined an IndyCar uh, test, which I thought was quite shocking at the time. Apparently Drogovic has declined an IndyCar test and a Formula E test. So it's, it would make sense if he's being offered this Williams seat as to why he would do that. If he's not being offered to this, the Williams seat, I think that's a quite foolish move from Drogovic to turn down those two uh, prospects there, especially IndyCar, because IndyCar is great. Uh, but yeah, if I was Williams, Drogovic is definitely better than Sargent, I would say. Uh, but if I would pick anyone... I'd want to go for Lawson, because I'm on the Liam Lawson hype train right now, and it's a lovely train to be on. Final bit of news is that this weekend we can see the Constructors' Champions crown. Of course, we could have seen it last weekend in Singapore, but it all went wrong for Red Bull, but it is looking more likely this weekend. In order for Red Bull to win the Constructors' Championship, they need to outscore Mercedes by one point, and need to avoid being outscored by Ferrari by 24 points. So it's looking highly likely, as we sit here right now, that Red Bull will be the Constructors' Champions by the end of this weekend. Right, across to Upgrade Corner now. Now, as I said last weekend at Singapore, I think the major upgrades for the season are done. Apparently Haas are bringing something at Austin, but apart from that, I think the major stuff is done. It's just little things uh, race to race at the minute. Uh, so, upgrade corner, Ferrari have brought a new floor body, uh, Mercedes have brought new rear wing, McLaren, new side pod inlet, AlphaTauri, new rear wing, and new rear view mirror. Second race in a row that AlphaTauri have brought new rear view mirrors. Uh, Williams have brought floor fences, and it's Aston, Red Bull, Alpine, Haas, and Alfa Romeo with absolutely nothing. Right, leaving upgrade corner now to visit... Special Helmet Street. If you're watching this on the YouTube rather than on your Spotify or podcast provider of choice, have a look at your screens there because this is Special Helmet Street. We're starting with Fernando Alonso, who's gone for this Japanese-inspired helmet here. I really quite like the red circle for the flag with the number in the middle. And on the back is the drawing of the samurai, which is the same one that he has as a tattoo on his back. Very nice helmet from Fernando Alonso. Uh, also, Esteban Ocon has gone for this look. It's a very popular look this year, where you just have your normal helmet, but you make it all white with hints of red, then a red circle or red something in a circular shape on the top to represent the Japanese flag. Yuki Tsunoda has gone for a similar thing for his home race. So very much his normal helmet with the leaves taken off and then kind of put into this leaf circle, red circle formation thing here at the top. Max Verstappen has gone for a similar thing as well. His normal helmet, but kind of all the colours taken out, changed to white. The uh, line on the top has the red circle underneath, looking great. Zhou has gone completely out left field. And if this does have any kind of uh, Japanese semblance, let me know. But I don't really know any that is like this, because it's just a completely blue helmet. It just seems like maybe he just wants a change. Uh, this is what he's gone for. 
Uh, looks quite nice though. I like it a lot. Lance Strolls, I think, is very nice. So there's questions earlier towards the week if Lance Stroll will be even competing or not. But he is. He is here. And this is his new helmet that he's brought here for the Japanese Grand Prix. Kind of uh, looks like it's been drawn on. It's like a draft design for a helmet. I really like it, including the Canadian flag at the top, which has been drawn as well. I like that a lot. But there is only one person who we can speak about as the winner of Special Helmet Street this weekend, and it is Lewis Hamilton, who unveiled this earlier this week. Now, this is incredible. So it's a chrome helmet, silver chrome, with a gold chrome strip down the middle, and then there's lights in the visor to make him look like a yellow cyclops. It's unbelievably good. Now, so far, in practice one and practice two, he hasn't even used this helmet. So I don't really know what he's doing. Maybe he'll he'll use it for later on. Um, they did discuss it a bit on the Sky coverage. And Karun Chandok said that you would never go into qualifying or a race with a helmet that you haven't used yet because what if it feels wrong or something like that. So my feeling is if you don't see Lewis use this in FP3 tomorrow morning, we might not see him use it at all. But I hope we do because it looks incredible even without the lights. I'll be I would be utterly shocked if this visor lights up on race day because that looks like... Even if it's not too heavy, it's a weight in the car that they don't need. So I think they'll normally just have the normal chrome look. But even the normal chrome look looks incredible. This is absolutely fantastic. I love it. It might be my favourite helmet of the year. And hopefully we will see it this weekend at some point. There we go. That special helmet street done. Let's now take a look at some of the results from the practice sessions today. Because they tell an interesting story, let me tell you. Let's go to FP1. Now, of course, we are all aware of the struggles Red Bull had last weekend at Singapore. And what was very interesting this morning for FP1 is the two Red Bulls ran different floors. Now, Sergio Perez, he ran the floor that they used in the Singapore race. Max Verstappen used the floor that they ran for FP1 and FP2 of Singapore, which was the floor that didn't agree with the car whatsoever, completely destroyed all their momentum and ruined everything for them. So Max was using the floor that was rubbish, Sergio was using the floor that they used for the race and had been using for the majority of the season. We get to the end of FP1, and Max Verstappen, with the floor that doesn't allegedly work, was 1.3 seconds quicker than Sergio Perez. Now, obviously, we do not know run plans, engine modes, blah, 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 but you would guess that being 1.3 seconds slower was not right because Sergio Perez for FP2 went to the same floor as Max Verstappen and was a hell of a lot quicker, which just adds so many additional question marks to that Singapore weekend because it just seems like I don't even know what happened there, but the faster the Red Bull seemingly is everywhere else, the slower it was in Singapore. It makes no sense. I have no idea what went on, and maybe we'll never will, because there's something that was wrong last weekend, and it's seemingly right this weekend, as Max Verstappen has topped both practice sessions thus far. But 
Ferrari still look quick. Not challenging for wins quick, but possibly uh, second place, third place quick. Carlos Sainz was second in the first practice session. He was six temps off of Max Verstappen. Then Charles Leclerc was fastest in the second uh, practice session with three temps off there as well. Lando Norris was third in both practice sessions in the McLaren. Uh, Oscar Piastri has now had the upgrade onto his McLaren, but he's never driven around Suzuka before. So um, he's kind of slowly building into it a little bit. He was seventh in FP1 and then in FP2... Where was he? He was 8th. So he's kind of getting in there. I think tomorrow in FP3 and in qualifying, he'll be a bit more confident we'll be able to put in a, a better lap time for him there. Uh, Flando Alonso looking good. 6th in FP2 and 6th in FP1 as well. So a lot of guys kind of looking consistent. A team looking consistently quite bad, really, is Mercedes. They were the talk of the town last weekend, possibly challenging for the, for the win. But this weekend, not so much as of right now. George Russell 13th in FP1, Lewis Hamilton 16th. Then across to FP2, we have uh, George Russell, who was managed, who was, who was able to get fifth, but Lewis Hamilton struggling again in 14th place. And, you know, Suzuka is a track that has always uh, been quite nice to Lewis Hamilton. He's quite good around this track, but he has been struggling this morning. So that is one to watch in the Mercedes camp. They do not look to be on it so far this weekend, but I imagine they'll get on top of that as we go on. So... Predictions for this weekend, my two predictions. Interestingly, I think last weekend in Singapore, my two predictions were right. Because I had three different teams on the podium, which was right. There was a Ferrari, there was a McLaren, and there was um, a Mercedes. So that's three different teams on the podium. And I said a Ferrari on the front row, which was true because uh, Carlos got pole. So there you go. This is You have to listen now when I talk to you about my predictions. My, per my first prediction is another points finish for Liam Lawson. As I said, I'm on the Liam Lawson hype train. He's done incredibly well. Great points finish for him last time out in Singapore. And I think the reason he'll do well this weekend is because it's at a track he's actually driven at before, which would which be quite nice for him. Uh, he's got a lot of experience around the Suzuka circuit. He's been in Super Formula all year. I think this is the one he'll do really well here. I think he's going to have a very good weekend, is Liam Lawson. My second prediction is that I think Ferrari will be the second fastest team of the weekend, which they have been for the last few weekends consistently, apart from last weekend, when they were the first fastest team. So another good weekend, I think, is coming for Ferrari, but I still think Red Bull will be on top, and we'll be talking about them being constructors, champions of the world, come Sunday uh, Sunday morning, I think it's Sunday evening there, but Sunday morning it'll be here in the UK. So, there you go. There is my preview for the Japanese Grand Prix. Let me know your predictions. Let me know what you think of all the news, all that good stuff. What's your favourite helmet on Special Helmet Street? All that and more. I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, until tomorrow for qualifying, have a good one. Goodbye.